Howdy. Welcome to CEO Chats. Jason Rollo here, CEO of Rollo Insurance Group. We're broadcasting inside the Rollo Insurance Studio in College Station, Texas. The purpose of CEO Chats is to interview carriers that we represent in order to better understand their unique nuances and distinctions. Thanks for joining us. Let's get started. Howdy, everyone. Jason Rollo here, CEO, Rollo Insurance Group. I'm here with two special guests today, um, some brilliant executives from uh, Columbia Insurance Group. Tell me your full name and your position with Columbia. Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, Good morning. Austin Bell uh, with Columbia Insurance Group. I am the uh, regional underwriting manager uh, out of the uh, Austin, Texas branch, and we are responsible for the uh, states of Texas, Oklahoma, and New Mexico. I'm Kelsey Arnold. I'm a commercial lines underwriter in the Austin branch. I handle Rollo and one or two other agencies. Okay, good deal. Well, we're glad to have you guys. Um, have you ever done a podcast before? Been in nope. a podcast nope. studio? Nope. nope. Glad to be here. Awesome. Well, this is great. Of course, John Moreland uh, sets you up for this, I think. You know, he's always causing <laughs> trouble, right? <laughs> he is. He's a good guy. The only thing I know bad about him, he's a Red Raider. He should like the mm. Aggies more, but, but uh, we, we forgive him for that. Do we? Yeah, of course, Gary, Gary, of course, you know, Mizzou Tiger, right? Yep. Tell me how long you've been with Columbia, each of you, and then also, again, um, kind of something about Columbia that you like and why you think it's a special company. Sure thing. Uh, I'll go ahead and start. So uh, I've been with Columbia just uh, right at two years now. So first experience with a regional carrier prior, I was with a, a, a national carrier. And so, you know, coming to Columbia, the first thing I realized was, uh, you know, how important relationships are at all levels, uh, whether it be internally or certainly externally. Uh, and, and really what has impressed me is that we kind of back up, you know, our stance on that, right? You know, we get out and visit our agency. Like partners. you're doing today. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and we tend to all the events. We also host quite a few events. You know, we host some large events like our annual dove hunt, right. um, which, which has great turnout. And again, there's a lot of emphasis really on every transaction that we do whether it's a simple processing uh, level transaction or some sort of um, market appetite discussion, it's all, what's the relationship piece and aspect to it? Yeah, I I would say that the one thing about Columbia that's been impressive through the years we've had you guys is the relationship. Being a regional, um, you can do some special things you just can't do with a national. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Kelsey, what about you? I've been with Columbia about nine years. Um, I started as a temp and then worked my way up processor, underwriter, assistant, underwriter. And it's been such a great place to learn and to grow professionally. And um, like Austin said, this the relationship piece is really huge down to the way that we're structured that I have my list of assigned agencies and I'm with you guys for new business, change requests, renewals, the whole life cycle of the policy. I know other carriers have it structured differently, and I can't even fathom how that would work not to be connected on that level with the agents and the policyholders to be like, I'm your person. Right. Well, and I think, again, having that tenure and then also being able to do those various things really allows for that, again, relationship piece. I think about your working with Kristen and her department. And like this morning, you know, spending time together talking about, hey, how can we do things more efficiently, making sure that the appetites are understood, right, in different states as we're going into different states. There's different pieces that come into play. 
Um, you know, even things like we were talking earlier about contractors. You guys are great at contractors, artists and contractors. We talked about a commercial contractor, um, white collar, let's say, you know, commercial construction, but you don't do residential, but you might consider a small, some custom work on, on larger homes as long as it's not track built homes and stuff. Right, incidental so, custom home building. Yeah, things like that. But that gets into, again, uh, nuances, I, I guess I would say, mm-hmm. right? And knowing the appetites and you and Kristen working together in her department and it, with us getting narratives from the agents. Um, either one of you guys, but Kelsey, you might want to go first. Tell, first of all, agents. If you were to say you had an audience with an agent, you were to say, hey, when something comes across my desk, here's what I like to know about this piece of business. What's something that would really help them be prepared to send in good submissions, right? Because that, that helps efficiency. Mainly, I think, to have correct and complete information. You know, give me a narrative, a description of what the company is doing. Make sure that the apps are filled out. You've got your GL class codes. Um, your workers comp class codes on there. I get apps sometimes where there's the exposure and no class code. And I'm like, what are you doing? Um, and I, I, was, I can look those up for you. But if we're looking to expedite and get things done as efficiently as possible, I really love when those are already on there. Right. Um, and make sure that the information matches. Your payrolls on the GL app match the payrolls for the same class codes on the workers comp app and so on. It matches the supplemental application. And of course, the way we do think some of that can go back to the CSR level. But if the agent's not providing certain information, some of the problems mm-hmm. we've had in the past is CSR is only as good as the information they've been provided. Mm-hmm. Good information, full information, correct information makes it go faster. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of a no-brainer, but you'd it be surprised. Does. What about a narrative? If they ever type up a narrative or a little you know, half-paragraph, paragraph page that gets to you, whether it be pictures, I know website access, but really a narrative that says this is who they are, this is where they've been, this is where they're going. I'm talking about the client, the company. Right. Does that's that ab- help? Those, yes, those are absolutely golden. I love that. Great. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would think that, but again, you'd be surprised how many don't do that. They get too, they get in too big of a hurry. Right. It doesn't surprise me. I see that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Austin, you, you being an underwriting manager, you've seen a lot of things. What are some things you may add to that? Either I said agents, but even agents and or CSRs getting this information. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, kind of what we talked about earlier, Jason, in regards to understanding the risk. So if, you know, from an underwriting perspective, any given risk we're looking at, right, you know, with our crystal ball, we've got to do our due diligence to ensure we understand the risk. Everything it contemplates, uh, everything it doesn't contemplate, you know, what are they doing? What do they have hopes and dreams? What are they going to branch into, you know? Uh, And so, again, that's from our perspective. So, when we receive those apps, if we have a narrative, that's painting that picture that the producer, CSR, account manager, whoever is working on it, understands the risk. And to Kelsey's point, if we have a fragmented submission or a lack of a narrative, we're forced to kind of go for, go to some third-party data sources um, that pull things like Google reviews or websites or Facebook, social media. And that may be outdated information or it may be somewhat incorrect. And so, again, kind of right off the bat, if the risk is is understood completely, all aspects of it, and that's translated to us via clean, accurate submission, it sets everything up much more, you know, just much better. Yeah. I don't have to do nearly as much detective work. Absolutely. Well, and I would also say probably, um, I don't, it's not probably actually, but, and if you see a consistent pattern of good behavior versus a pattern of bad behavior from an agency or a particular producer, that's going to also affect the attitude, I would think. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it can. How, how could it not, right? Yeah. And it can. Yeah. And being forefront, though, with it is, 
forthcoming, you know, in the sense that we understand from, from, from your side, you know, producer may not always have that information, right? right that's, that's sure. best case scenario. Hey, I met right. with the client. I've got all this information, their current policy, everything to, to submit, you know, and start marketing. We understand that's not often the case. And so being forthcoming with that is, is very important. Say, hey, I've got this opportunity. It's a lead I'm working on. These are some of the things I know. These are things I don't know. And then we can kind of have that conversation ahead of time. Right. You know, rather than receiving that blind submission and going, whoa, hey, this is half the puzzle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, um, one more thing I want to cover before we uh, let you guys out of here, you know, and um, appetites. Uh, talk to us about some of the appetites and, and specifics that you would um, – want to do maybe some successes you guys have had recently to give our CSRs and our agents a flavor of Columbia and maybe some things we could uh, send your way as we grow this relationship and our premium together. Absolutely. I can touch on it first and then Kelsey, if yeah. you want to kind of emphasize. Uh, so overall, you know, we're kind of a small to middle market carrier, right? And that's kind of how we classify ourselves. So our appetite is is similar to the marketplace in that Commercial auto is very tough. Very Before tough. you go there, let me say this. You said small to middle. Just make sure you know all the people listening. Some of them are newer producers. You're talking premium from a couple of thousand. Yeah, it's good. Good all, point. All the way up. Talk about that for a minute. Yeah, yeah. And we certainly uh, we have accounts over a million in, in annual premium. Right. Uh, but typically, you know, probably the sixty to a hundred range was right. kind of our target. Gotcha. Again, we have plenty that are two, three, four hundred thousand. And then, of course, we have our bot program, too, for yeah, the smaller ones. A couple thousand, whatever. Yeah, yeah, kind of that smaller or lower end of the middle market. Yeah, so when say. you say small to middle market, you're really talking from a few thousand up to 100,000-ish. Yeah, I think that's kind of our, our yeah. where we play best in. Awesome. Uh, some of those larger ones, you know, take a lot more resources to underwrite and yeah. kind of, you know, loss control, pre-inspect, and all that sort Correct. of stuff. So. so now go back to the commercial auto. <laughs> so, so you kind of, without going down rabbit holes, you know, with that line of business being difficult, you know, we're not writing auto heavy accounts or, or targeting those. Uh, and, and same on the property side. Property is very difficult in a lot of areas, you know, and so property heavy accounts are also right. a little more difficult. With that being said, casually driven accounts such as construction is kind of our target area that we're going after. And, and a majority of our book actually is construction. So really the liability exposure versus the rooftop. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Correct. Absolutely. Yep. Casually driven. And, you know, so within the construction uh, arena, you know, we've got all of our typical artisan contractors, but we also write general contractors. So now, give examples of some of the artisans. Yeah, really all that all the typical trades, you know, uh, HVAC, plumbing, electrical, landscape. You know, we will avoid roofing contractors, some of those more specialty uh, contractor trades. Uh, and then on the GC side, we will write full paper, kind of standard paper GCs. Those were, of course, going to look very heavily at their agreements they have in place from a, from a sub-agreement to a hold harmless. And um, what type of projects they're working absolutely. on as well that's going to tend to be office, retail, restaurant type right. of type of projects. Commercial construction. Right. Again, outside of maybe Correct. perhaps a little custom work would Correct. be fine on personal, right. but not track. Home right, correct, and not the heavy industrial right. manufacturing. Manufacturing, kind of things, right. right? Now y'all do some manufacturing, I think, right? We do. We, we have a fairly limited appetite. Um, and of course, I skip from contractors to manufacturing. But yeah, go ahead. we do yeah, write right. some some manufacturing. Um, mm -hmm. I will say every every manufacturing submission that we receive, if it's something we're going to quote, it will be a branch level discussion, just because of the uniqueness of it and, and the product's exposure. Uh, but we do certainly have some on the books, and there's quite a few that are pretty low hazard, like a clothing or a boot manufacturer or something like that. 
Gotcha. Pretty good. A lot of things are all by on a case by case basis. Yeah, you have some examples. There's, is that a past success list recently? Yes. Yeah. Read off yeah. a few of those. Maybe what they do in the premium. A couple of them. Three, four, five, whatever. Uh, we got a distributor that's one hundred and fifty thousand. We got HVAC, plumbing, commercial glass and glazing, landscape contractor that are all in the twenty to fifty thousand. Yeah, and I see like auto repair mm-hmm. ten thousand, auto body shop ten thousand, pizza restaurant twenty seven thousand. So there's an auto body shop, auto auto repair, pizza restaurant, grocery store. Those are all going to be on the safeguard. HVAC plumbing ninety two thousand premium, car wash twenty seven thousand premium, mm-hmm. and then of course auto parts store eleven thousand, fence installation twenty six thousand. But we kind of did it together there. But that gives them an idea and a flavor. You know, examples yeah. are really good, but. There's a sign manufacturing contractor, yeah. fence installation contractor. Those are those. Are I don't see a dynamite manufacturing. No, we would here. need to pass on that. That would be, a, you know, best of luck well, in your marketing efforts. Exactly. You know, and the thing that's fun about being independent is we have companies that do just about anything, right? So once the we know what you do, mm-hmm. then we can't, well, maybe not dynamite manufacturing, <laughs> but, but anything we, um, you know, that we can do, it's about knowing where to go, right? Mm-hmm. So again, the one thing I like about you guys is obviously the the uh, the management is is very um, proactive in relationships, which is big on our radar. They fit us well. I mean, all the way up to CEO Gary, uh, to to Byron and, uh, and then John, who've known for a long time. We've we've gone we've gone make a long time. The main thing I guess I want to say is thank you guys for coming, and uh, we feel excited about growing with you in the future. We've grown obviously over the years, and uh, there is that relationship. We just want to keep building it. And thank you for spending some time with us and with Kristen uh, today. We're glad you got to be a part of the studio. Thanks Thanks for for having us. us. Yeah, absolutely. Take care.